Jared Ed and I just ate some Ben and Jerry's pint slices. Thank you, Hop. They have chocolate on them. Hopper, Hopper is obsessed with chocolate. Hopper loves chocolate. And of course, we never give it to her. But if we eat chocolate, she very insistently climbs up on the couch and licks our mouth. She would climb into our mouth if she fit. She's trying right now. Um, thank chops. Okay, that's enough. So anyway, I'm Jen, your mom, joined as always by your dad. Hi. Now Hopper's changed her attention to GR Dad to try to get some chocolate. Uh, this is a random GR Mom and Dad bonus episode. We uh, ran the Chicago Marathon this weekend. We just got home, so we thought, for those of you who are like our running content, we would tell you about the race. For those of you who don't, it's going to be a little dog light. Yeah, there'll be a little bit of dog discussion in here, but not much. So it's more just us talking about one of the random epic things that we like to do. Chicago Marathon. Yeah. The best race. So I ran the Chicago Marathon. It was my first marathon in 2000. I ran it. And uh, it went real bad. I finished it, but I like had seen the race run past my house the year before, and I was like, I'm totally going to do that. And then I started training, and I trained pretty well about up through halfway. And uh, I think the longest I ran in training was 14 miles, which is not enough people who are marathon training. Um, anyone who's properly trained for a marathon knows that. So I got to about mile 18, and then I had to walk the rest of the way. But I finished. I'm much better now. I run the whole thing. I do pretty good. I mean, pretty good for me. I'm slow, but uh, I'm not like flirting with cutoffs or anything. So anyway, now I kind of run it every year. And when GR Dad and I met, I was getting over like surgery and an injury. And so I didn't run any marathons for a couple years. And then when I started back up, Chicago was the one I did. And GR Dad came with me. So now we run it together. I think 2014 was the first one I ran it, right? Yeah. So we've run it every year since then. So this is our fourth together. And we don't actually run together. We go to the start line together. Yeah, we've tried running a marathon. We're slightly different speeds. Not slightly. He finished an hour faster than me. Yeah, but over 26.2 miles. <laughs> That's true. Right? But out still of, two minutes faster five per hours. mile. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, but I, don't, I wouldn't mind running slower. And, and we have had a race where I tried to run with her, and it just didn't work because it was so crowded. And it's really hard to stay together. Yeah, like, it was really stress- surprisingly stressful because we do long runs together a lot. And you're like a great running partner. You run right at my pace. Thank you. We have a very good time together when we'll go out for like four hours and run like 20 miles. You're not too bad yourself. Thank you. We have a good time on those, but the race was super stressful. And we kind of got to mile like, I mean, it was like mile four. And yeah. I was like, look, you just need to go run And I kind of me. agreed in that in that race. Yeah. yeah. So I, so I, yeah, when we go to a race, we'll stay together at the start. We usually start in the same corral um and then we we sort of give each other a kiss and then we run our race and then we sometimes we meet at the finish if there's a meetup like you know with the fam the letters of your last name you can meet up under letter b or j or g Um, usually though you're back at the hotel yeah when we travel there's a hotel we're usually the hotel's close to the the start and the finish so yeah i just kind of give my way back to the hotel and take a shower and get into bed except <clears throat> we did one in maine one year the it's called the bay of fun day international marathon oh. uh and it's a super fun race it's really small it's in like i think lubeck maine is the northeasternmost city in the u.s maybe 
And so you run, you start in this little town, Lubeck, Maine, and you run across the border into Canada, into New Brunswick. Yeah, you clear customs the day before. Yeah, like you pick up your number and then you have to go to the border crossing and like show your passport and your bib to the border guards on both sides so you don't have to like clear customs when you're running the race. And so you check in on both sides. Uh, and it's beautiful and just scenic. It was a really oh fantastic race. The sun race. went up at four in the morning. Yeah, I mean, it was dark for like three hours. Like, we got, like, we were going to bed and it's like two in the morning and it's still, like, it's not bright outside. The sun is under the horizon, but it's still like twilighty. And then it was dark. And I went out, I think I woke up at like three in the morning and it was like a billion stars outside because you're just in like rural, rural Maine. And then, yeah, the, when we were walking to the race at like 4.30 in the morning, the sun was up. Sun went up, yeah. It was crazy. And the race was at, you know, was fairly early. Yeah. But not that early. I mean, maybe it was at 5.30. So I, I think, think we started early at 5.30. Uh, yeah. It, so if you're looking for like a kind of fun but smaller marathon to do, like the whole town of Lubeck, I think it's like 1,500 people. Like everyone in Lubeck turns out for the marathon and is helping with it in some way. It's, it's, it's mostly in Canada. Well, it's about half and half. But you run into Canada, and you take a loop of this beautiful peninsula, uh, and then you run back, and it's... Yeah, probably know, more Canada than U.S. Not the most crude race, Not, I mean, with, with in terms of having a lot of crew and a lot of volunteers, just because there aren't that many people there. But it was a beautiful race, and it was nice. Really nice. Yeah. Yep, so if you want to... But anyway, after that race, I kind of couldn't <laughs> I show, get back to the hotel. I show back up at the hotel, and Giardad is still, like, in his running clothes, has not showered. Usually he's, like, all clean and, like, you know, hanging out in the bed. And he's just, like, sweaty, laying on the bed. And I was like, what happened? And he's like, well, I passed out at the finish line, and then I started walking, and I passed out on the side of the you road. passed out. I, like, decided it would feel better to lie back down. <laughs> On the side of the road. No, like on a bench on the side of the road. I, I remembered being the ground. Yeah, it might have been in a park. <laughs> that was bad. I went too fast. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. But I did make it back to the hotel room. <laughs> Apparently. Queso needs some love. Hi, Queso. Oh, oh, she's coming for me now. Good job, Queso. Uh, so, anyway, it was nothing that dramatic this year at the Chicago Marathon. We ran separately. Um, if you followed me, I was tweeting. So my kind of rule is that I stop for every golden retriever I see on the course. And in some races it's like two, but the Chicago marathon tends to have a lot of golden retrievers. And so it's, I can just stop and I like pet the golden retriever and say hi. And it's like a good little energizing break for me. And, uh, I always tell people like, yeah, I have five golden retrievers and they're all like, Whoa, <laughs> five golden retrievers. And so I was at like mile, probably mile 11. And there's this beautiful, you know, probably two-year-old golden standing at the edge of the course. And I walk up to, you know, run up to the guy. I'm like, hey, can I pet your dog? And he's like, of course. And he kind of brings the dog towards me. And the dog is like backing away, like on his collar, like, no, 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 no. And he's like, come on, it's okay. And I'm like, I'm nice. Come here. And the dog's like, no, fuck you, no. <laughs> and I was like, okay. You know, I don't want the dog to be scared and like forced to deal with me. So I kept going and I tweeted, I'm like, a golden retriever just backed away from me and I've never felt like such a failure of a human being in my entire life. Like, that was some serious rejection. Uh, and like, right as I tweeted it, I mean, it happened, I tweeted it, 
I rounded the corner and then there's this like 12 week old golden puppy standing on the corner. And I was like, okay, this is the chance for redemption. And I go up to the puppy and I ask the owner, I'm like, can I pet your dog? And the puppy's like, OMG, like climbs up on me, like two paws on my chest, like licking my face. And I was like, okay. So it was just a defective golden. It's not me. (laughs) Everything's fine. I get to be a good human. I pet several other dogs. There was like a 10 week old golden puppy that I saw at one point and stopped and pet her. And she was like amazing. And then I kind of went around a corner half a mile later and the guy with the puppy had like done, he was, you know, spectating. He took a little shortcut and was there with the puppy again. And I was like, oh my God, I need a second dose of that puppy. And I like picked the puppy up and she was like chewing on my nose. She, we had a real good time. We had a puppy. So I pet many golden retrievers in the race. Um, but for me, and I'm going to be a little obnoxious here, it was mostly training race. Uh, because I have a 50-miler coming up in three weeks, so this was... You ran back to the hotel, didn't you? I did. Oh, God, the dirty looks that I got from people. Like, you finish a marathon, and, like, most people are kind of limping around, and everybody's looking real tired. Looking for bananas and looking for their snacks. Especially when you're, like, exiting the finish area, because Chicago's huge, there's 45,000 people who run that race kind of exit the finish area and everybody's like limping down the steps and I was like jogging down the steps I'm like get out of my way everybody <laughs> and it was like a like a mile and three quarters I think I measured it back to our hotel so as soon as I got free of the crowd I started running and all these people were just give you know runners who were you know limping back to their hotels and their little space blankets were giving me these dirty looks as I'm like jogging past them <laughs> back with to your, the hotel with your Nelson on your back that's right Nathan. Nathan. Uh, Norbert. So I ran 27.9 miles instead of (laughs) 26.2. And uh, it was good training for my 50 miler coming up in in a few weeks at the end of the month. So that was my race. It was good. It it rained a little bit. It was on much on the cooler side. It was in the 60s, which is... Yeah. I've determined as my optimum range or cooler. I don't do well in the heat. Um... But it was a great race again. There's bands, there's music, there's people high-fiving you, little kids high-fiving you, dogs in costumes. I think I saw a dog dressed as a banana, a dog dressed as a hot dog. (laughs) Some people run in costume. I did pass some guy in a chicken suit who must have been warm, but I guess he was pleased it was cool, too. There was a T-Rex or two in the audience. Several T-Rexes, Inflatable T-Rex uniforms are a big thing. So there's always something to do. Some interesting signs, but mostly, you know, the, the usual annoying signs. Well, I think not a lot of our audience actually knows what the normal marathon oh, signs are. Worst parade ever. Worst is parade ever. Stand by. Yep. Beer at the finish, free beer at the finish line or something like that. Yep. You're almost there, which shows up around mile one. Run now, wine later, W-I-N-E. Yeah. Yeah. Run like... Fill in the blank is chasing you. Yes, yes. Run like you stole something is Run a like you stole old something. one. I once saw one and it just said, Ermagerd Murthern <laughs> for the, cook, the Goosebumps Girl. That was good. Yeah, that was so there's nice. some some topical memes every year, but these are kind of standard. You run better than the government is classic. That is very common. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, the, there was one this year that said, finish stronger than the Cubs. <laughs> because the Chicago Marathon, the Cubs kind of blew it in the wild card this yeah. year. And then there's like, I mean, we look, don't need I, to talk about there's there's a bunch of scatological ones. Yeah, but I don't and I don't mean to make fun of people, right? Because because I think they they are most of the people are there for a certain person or a certain group of people, so they have their in joke and they they all know the dro- jokes, right? Yeah. But 
but the things about your feet hurt so much because you hurt because you're kicking so much ass. I mean, it's fine, but I've seen it before. Yeah. <laughs> many marathons. <laughs> and it doesn't actually help when your feet hurt. Yeah. There was someone uh, who had a golden ratio sign and I looked for them like the entire race and I didn't see it. But there the girls did make an appearance. And I think that sign said there's waffles waiting for you at the finish. And it had a picture of the girls. Oh, and that waffles, been good. So that yeah, was good. Yeah. Um, and kind of side note, our friend Kate, who designed the Team Roasty and Team Chaos and Team Crunch uh, t-shirts like the little round design with like the carrot and the text across she also ran the marathon so we met her and we had drinks on saturday night she was fast she she was way faster than both of us she good job us, kate left us in the dust <laughs> yep and and just so i mean so everyone can picture this this is not an intimate little race Fifty-five thousand people and you start over an hour and a half there's three waves yeah. so the really fast people start in the first wave and then the the normal people start in the second wave and then the slightly slower normal people start in the third wave and there's a what half an hour between waves half an hour but it takes like 20 minutes to get across the line in a wave so we yeah. calculated it and when we started the uh the people who were winning you know the elite people had been going for an hour so by the time we'd been going for an hour you figure the slowest people were about at mile four like the people really pushing the edge of the limits and the race had been going for two hours at that point, so the winners were just about done. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's so the full twenty six point two miles of the course, uh, I guess not the very end. From like mile four to mile twenty six, were covered with runners, and it went on. There's a six and a half tower time limit, and so you know, they give you a little leeway. And the last people started, you know, an hour and a half late so it was really like nine hours the streets of chicago were full of people and it's amazing like a lot of marathons like you run and there's a few people with signs and this is like every inch of the course and you go through like all the chicago is very much a city of neighborhoods and you go through you know pilsen which is mostly i think not just hispanic but mostly mexican mm -hmm. um and i think is probably like of the um I don't know, ethnic neighborhoods is the right thing. Like that we go through Chinatown, you go through Little Korea. Mm -hmm. But Pilsen is mostly Mexican. I mean, there it's just amazing. Like everybody it seems like everybody is out on the street and there's bands and music and people are giving away tequila. I mean, yeah. it's, there's different <laughs> there's people who are offering up drinks to people, which I've discovered for myself is a bad idea, but some people might like having a beer during the course. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I can't handle. Uh, my former neighborhood, Boys Town, which is where the gays live in Chicago. Uh, is definitely like the best couple miles of the course. And uh, they had like superhero costumed people up on stages, like dancing and doing hip hop. And yeah, in past years, it was kind of rainy this year. So in past years, I've had drag queens. And I mean, it's been, it's been very. The drag queens were out there this year when oh, I yeah? went through. Yep. Oh. They had their own stage. They must have been taking a break like the, the like bagpipers. The bagpipes <laughs> who were just starting up when I was past them. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll throw in a plug. I uh, So I always like to try out new gear when I'm doing these things as training and not as like actual races. And so I had got this uh, this thing from Solomon, which makes kind of trail running gear. And this jacket that I got is called the Fast Wing Hoodie. So it's a super thin jacket. I mean, it weighs like six ounces, the whole jacket. It feels like paper, 100% waterproof. Like you can see through it, it's so thin. So it's really light. It doesn't make you hot. Um, 
100% waterproof. So we were hiding under it at the start when yeah. it was raining. Um, and I had it on a couple times in the race, and it was really great. So it's pricey. I'm looking at my Amazon. It was about 80 bucks, um, But I got it, you know, for some of these ultras I'm doing where I need better protection. Like I have a North Face waterproof rain jacket, but it's kind of heavy. This one's much lighter. Um, and the North Face one isn't heavy. It's the lightest thing that I think they make. But uh, anyway... Gear tip, if you're looking for a like super lightweight outdoor jacket, um, it wouldn't be good for like just walking around in daily life. It doesn't really have any pockets or anything, but for running, it was real nice. Kept yeah. us both dry. Windbreaker, raincoat. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, yeah, we had a good time. and Yeah, it was a good race. I mean, I, I could keep running so because I, I kind of paced myself for once. I'd usually push myself slightly too hard and slightly too hard goes a long way by the end i mean if i'm trying to do if i'm like 10 seconds faster than i should be at the first 13 14 miles i just it kills me in the last four or five miles it's just mm -hmm. it's some i've learned now that that there really is a correlation yeah um because in past i've just tried to like go out as fast as i can and then hold on as long as i can but that doesn't last beyond mile 22 23 usually not yeah yeah so this is i w could run the whole way you know i didn't win or anything and i but i and i didn't do a personal best time but i was pleased that i could do it yeah i'm usually the opposite like i don't like to push myself hard in these races because i just don't care at all about going fast so i can run one a few years ago i was like i'm gonna see how fast i can run this and i ran about 40 minutes faster than i normally finish so not quite about a minute and a half per mile faster than my normal pace i can keep that up for the whole race it's just hard and i get tired and i'd rather just go easy because i don't care and you have a 50 miler coming up and i have a 50 miler coming up so this year for sure i wasn't going to push it because i have a 50 miler coming up in three weeks and then i think five weeks after that is the 100 mile race uh and so everything is focused on the 100 miler at this point but yeah i don't want to screw anything up no reason to be racing a marathon at this point for me. Right. You don't get a bigger medal for being higher up in the field. No. And like my time's not impressive either way. If I finish in four something or five something, zero people care. Uh, and I don't care. So anyway, there you go. That was our weekend. That's why there were fewer snaps. Yeah. Good, uh, good medal this year and a great t-shirt. And boots with the fur frequently playing on the course there were a couple snaps that i put up on sunday if you saw that i was like oh my god it's queso song <laughs> uh and i think we played boots with the fur like 10 times in our hotel room because it got stuck in our head it's very catchy it is very catchy so yeah it made me run a little faster every time i heard it because it was queso song <laughs> so yeah just to you know we thought we'd give you a random little bonus podcast where we talk about the race yeah good time you want to if you're looking for a marathon to run and you want like a big celebration to like commend you for your epicness and everybody rooting for you chicago's oh, the one to do and it. free beer afterwards free beer i've decided I've, i love that the most about chicago they always give you free beer goose island 312 goose island, and it's like you don't have to show a ticket or anything it's like they give you the they offer water, Gatorade, or beer at the at the finish. And they had like special cans this year that said twenty six point two. And Jared Dad's there, and she's like the the lady there. She's like, "You got two hands. You should take two beers." <laughs> it's free. Yep, they're giving out lots of beer. I pass on the beer. Uh, I I have this half scientific theory that it helps recovery to have beer after a marathon. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, there is a study on that, but it's for non-alcoholic yeah, beer. The study was for non-alcoholic. He keeps citing it as just forgetting that part. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there you go. Anything to add? Still works. I'll be running the Marine Corps in three weeks, and you'll be running the 50-miler. Yep, Palm 100s, it's called. So I'm running the... I was going to run the 100K, but I don't know if I'll make their time limit, so I'm running the 50 miles. So far, so good. Indeed. All right, well, we'll have a regular podcast on Thursday, uh, but this is just a what we did with our weekend bonus. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Good. I hope you all have a good start of the week, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.